Let's get started. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. And we are Where is the Rulebook podcast. And we're going to bring you weekly board game content for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and how to play it, we will either have a theme or a game, which we'll just talk about. We'll go over some of the rules, cool features, and many other things that might come to mind. And one thing that we got asked quite a bit is, do we recommend this game? That kind of stuff. So we're going to start using a, a rating system. Uh, it's a custom scale. A, leave it on the table being the highest and down to a straight hard pass being the lowest ranking. But we'll go into more detail on all, I think, five of them when we start talking about them. For today's episode, we're going to tackle the main question we both get asked either on Instagram or by friends and family. What are our top five board games? For me, it was really hard to make a list of just five. So I believe we both took some liberties and added a few honorable mentions into our top five. But we don't know each other's list. However, we both play games with each other quite a bit. So I have a feeling I know a few of Joe's. Uh, but let's just start with uh, honorable mentions. So this was very difficult, having a list of not just five games that we love, but also putting them in a scale of like one to five of our favorites. I remember that being your first. Like, do I have to go one to five or can I just list five? And I was like, no, I think top five, you need to have a top. <laughs> so uh, I do have some honorable mentions. I did, re- I did remake this list several times in the past. I don't know how many times I remake. Yeah. I, I would remake it again today, probably, if I sat I down and did it. I did this morning, remember? <laughs> I messaged you saying I changed my list already. Oh, you did say that, yep. But uh, So my first honorable mention, I do have two of them. I have two and a half. Okay, so perfect. That makes sense. Uh, so I'll just list mine first, my first one, and that is uh, Zombie Side. Just the base game Zombie Side. Okay. Uh, and the reason is, this is a lot to do with the game being an amazing game. It's a great game. It's very modular. The yeah. whole point of Zombie Side is your survivors trying to fight a zombie apocalypse by doing a series of tasks. Some terrible rules throughout that game. There are terrible rules. There's yeah. a lot of good resources for house rules and stuff, I know. <laughs> the, the reason why it's an honorable mention is because of that, right? Yeah. It, it has a lot of broken mechanics, like shooting your teammate that's the dumbest thing in the world like if i shoot and i roll that i hit it why would i hit you first I, like dumbest rule i think they fixed it in like the later zombie sides i'm told maybe revision I but i never played like the toxic mall or any of that kind no. of stuff and it's not the expansions or all the fantasy ones and the reason is is when i was growing up uh when i was in high school left for dead was a big thing it just came out right we're old and uh, that was a big deal between my group of friends. Did you see the video game trailer that just like, it just came out for coming up for, I think it's whatever the E4 or whatever the big video game board gamer here. I don't sure. play video games. Uh, There's a trailer and I forget what it was, but they took the Left 4 Dead 4 trailer, like how their guy is like running down the beach and yeah. like the zombies are behind them taking people out. He's like flirting with the girls. Is that that's he, not Left 4 Dead? That's... uh. Is that not Left 4 Dead? That's, uh, it's not Left 4 Dead, what you're thinking of. Never mind. Well, then disregard all of this. But I don't remember what game it was. They did the exact same trailer. It's Goat Simulator. Exact same trailer, but behind them, there's, like, goats running around through town. And, like, everyone was, like, wanting. And now I don't remember. I thought it was Left 4 Dead. But everyone wanted, like, a new Left 4 Dead or whatever it was. And then it was Goat Simulator, like, 7 or whatever. (laughs) I guess they did come out with a new like back for blood like the same creators but I, i've not played it i've not heard good things yeah. which is unfortunate but i digress with zombie side 
being left for dead was so unpopular for us, I actually found with customer rules that you've given me that really help with the game, maps that you can kind of tweak and change objectives to be like the game. Oh, that's cool. Which really sold it to my friends when I renamed some of the characters, like the characters in the game. And I was like, all right, I'm Zoe, and this is nice. whoever. That was one thing I never found like custom maps. And I, that's something I thought would be really easy to do because it's just, you know, a six inch by six inch tile or whatever they were to do like custom skins and not even have to change much, but just to theme it for people that want to play it. For that reason alone, and just because it, it sparks so much fun, it's an honorable mention for me. How about Zombie Side Marvel? That's I think active on Kickstarter, or very recently was active on Kickstarter. I'm unfamiliar. Apparently, they're doing Zombie Side Marvel, and it's all the normal Avengers. So you know, Iron Man's Captain America, but, but they're the zombies. They're dead. They're the zombies, I believe. I didn't do much, and it was <laughs> like a. It was almost two hundred dollars on Kickstarter, I think, Oof. which was. I mean, Zombie Side's. 100-ish or so new anyways, but this one, and it had Marvel IP, so it's definitely going to be more, but I didn't look too much into it, but yeah, it's apparently a zombie side. It's made by zombie side, but it's Marvel. Oh, and the reason zombie side's an honorable mention is it's really easy. It is really easy. The real, the big issue with that game is they don't give you enough zombies. Well, if you run out, like certain bad things happen. No. Yeah. Well, with the with expanded rules, but in the game, if like if you flip like a tank and you already have a tank, I call it the tank from this Left 4 Dead. Yeah. I don't know the actual name of it actually. The the fatty. No. Nope. I think not the fatty. The, the fatty's the little short fat ones. Yeah. I don't, I don't know I Left 4 Dead. Boomers. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you flip a tank and there's already a tank, nothing happens. I thought there was a rule that like something worse happened if you didn't have any. Not like you lost or anything, but like something worse happened. But maybe I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've played it, but it was always fun. I thought it was one of those. It's a great co-op, but it's the one that struggles the most with if someone doesn't want to put the same effort into it, someone else can just, you can play that game. You can play all six characters by yourself with no difference. It's, it's why Dead of Winter I think is just a better version. That's fair. But Dead of Winter doesn't spark the same nostalgia. I think it's a great game, and spoiler, it's not on my list. <laughs> it's not but on mine either, but it's it's a good one. It's, it a is... really, it's a really fun game. I like the traitor mechanic. Yeah. It really kind of spices it up, and it fixes a big problem with Zombie Side, and that is everyone's working towards a goal, but they're also doing their own thing. Sure. And anything you do ends up helping. Yeah. That's a good honorable mention. I didn't think about playing it. It's been so long since I played it, but it's a good game. It is. I had a whole binder, I think, when we first met, like of all the like printed off like scenarios and stuff. Because the book that you get only has like ten. Oh, you. But on uh, the on the website, you can get like a hundred of them, all free. We pr- uh, at our work, we printed it. Yeah. Because they had the really nice cardstock, and then we printed all of it and made a binder. Yep. I well, still have that binder. I probably do somewhere too. My first honorable mention will be my one and a half, I guess. They are very different from your game, and they actually are kind of very different from each other, but I think of them the same way, which would be The Mind and Hanabi. So The Mind is a fantastic game, which I think we talked about a little bit in season one, that you are trying to read each other's minds. Um, You can play with, I think, up to like eight people or so and everyone has a card from zero to a hundred and you have to without talking without singling without doing any sort of 
cheating, you have to play them in order from zero to a hundred. You start with one, and then you go up and up each round. The game is super hard. <laughs> we play this game of camping a lot. Yeah. Often there's drinking involved, which makes it even worse because then people are terrible at guessing like when to play their card. But it's just a, just a fun, pretty easy game. But also, like if you win, you probably cheated. I don't think we've ever one like i think you have to get to like round seven or something because no, we've gotten to round eight I, mean, I don't remember what the rounds are but I, I know we've never beat it no it gets ridiculously hard because everyone starts getting i mean i think at the end everyone the whole deck besides like four cards or something are in people's hands to start and there's no talking no anything you just have to go like we always made a, I made a rule that you just put both hands on the table. That means you're ready. So once you have your cards organized in your hand, you put both hands on the table and that's when you start. But that's like the only like key that we do. Everything else is just trying to guess how quickly you should play that 10 when someone else has a 12 or something. <laughs> you're supposed to be quiet, but we often end up yelling. Yeah, there is. Well, usually we yell when we have messed up or not even that we'll be like we'll be holding a card in our hand everyone will be sitting there with the card in their hands staring at the deck and it's usually me yelling out like <laughs> there's gotta be a seven yeah and you're yelling and back saying like obviously there's a seven <laughs> i think there's like there's two helper cards throughout the game that you can like use to like everyone plays their sure lowest card um it's like a throwing star yeah, yeah and then you have the lives which is like a weird bunny for some reason um, but then the other one that's very different, but also very similar, Hanabi, being the firework game, which we've also played that together, I'm pretty sure. Um, playable for five or six players. In this one, everyone has a hand of like five cards or so, and there's five colors and five numbers, and you have to go around the table. There's a certain number of clues you can give before you have to just start playing cards and you have to try to play them in the correct pile and in the correct order. And the hardest part is that you have to give the clues to the people that don't see their cards. So you have to tell them you have, you know, two twos and you, you can point to which two they are, but you have to tell them everything that's similar. So it's being that there's only five numbers, you're going to have, you know, chances are you have more than just one, two. And there's also five colors, so you can't just be like, this one's a two and have another two in their hand. You have to say these are two and then eventually say, you know, these are green. And then they have to try to remember and you can't ever go back and say, what was your clue last time? So like you can move your hand around and you just try to play them in, in order. And again, if you ever get all five colors up to five and you win, I guarantee you've cheated. And then if for some reason you are super good, there's like a six color you can add, which I've never even used out of the box because we've never needed a six color because we are already terrible enough. What's the six color? I think it's just a rainbow. Or, say, is it yeah. rainbow? Yeah, it's like a rainbow, um, which at first I thought was wild when I first looked at it, but it's not. It's actually, so you would say like these three are rainbow. And so that's the hardest part. And then there's always the, you give a clue and you're like, this one's a two. And you're like, someone else is like, well, he has two twos. And like, then you have to like kind of think like okay without cheating with little cheating like how do you add that other clue to make sure it's all in there because obviously if you said this one's a two it kind of has some you're thinking this one's important so now if i say oh this one's also a two it's kind of like okay well this one's apparently not you don't care about that one so trying to like weigh out how much you cheat because you will cheat even without meaning to you like hanabi way more than i do it's I mean, I like the mine better, but I feel like I 
it felt weird having either one of them on an honorable mention and not the other one. And I didn't think they deserved two spots out of my seven by any means. And even I would mention is kind of a high level for it, but I feel like it's just such a different style that it's really fun. It's a lot like, I mean, the style is similar to like Liar's Dice or Pirate's Dice, whatever you play. It's that same type of gameplay that's just really cool. You don't see it much in like the traditional type of board games, but it's just such a fun style. We always end up cheating. And not on purpose. Yeah, not on purpose. That's and we never win either. No. That's the hard thing about that game is I feel like we never win. We always end up lying or cheating somehow. And it just kind of like as soon as you cheat once, we're like, oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but it changes so often as you're playing cards or discarding cards and stuff that your cheat doesn't help for very long, as long as you didn't like straight up cheat real bad. Uh, but yeah, you you will cheat. And if you somehow get all five, if you score 25 points, I guarantee you cheated. Even if you say you didn't, I don't think anyone can get 25 without cheating some. <laughs> on purpose or not on purpose. So I also like that your, both of your games are pretty inexpensive and very easy to travel with. Both very small, which had something in my mind. I mean, I like the games that I can throw in my bag or just have in my car. And they're low-level games. You can easily play them pretty much with anyone as long as they can see color and number, which I'm colorblind, but the colors have different shapes, so you can still see it. I can't count. Um, and you can't count, but <laughs> you can still do it because you know what a five looks like. So uh, speaking of inexpensive and easy to play, my honorable mention next is Gloomhaven. Uh, yes, very easy to play, <laughs> very cheap. Travel. Uh, travels very well. You it's know, only like 50 pounds. Yeah, in a 45 pound box, not counting all the apps that you need to play it. <laughs> that space. is, both your honorable mentions are space kind of behemoths. They're both big. Um, Gloomhaven, I would say in the board gaming space, probably no needs no introduction. It's kind of gotten a, a name, whether that's for better or worse. Yeah. Uh, but we, I got it on a sale. We had a group. We played it over eight months. Yeah, we played a lot of it. And uh, even, I mean, COVID was started in the middle of, towards two thirds of it. And so we had sent, ended up playing online with each other Yeah, because we weren't allowed to hang out in the basements anymore. And I think the game is great for its, its mystery. The be, Being able to play that game is like, being able to play like an Elder Scrolls game, like Oblivion, Morrowind, Skyrim kind of feel where you're on an adventure and you just choose your own adventure. Yeah. And you get, you have to buy gear and you have to, just, you have to do objectives and you get to grow with your character and you decide your moves and you decide, and like if you, if you die, your character's gone. Yep. So it's, it's a really fun fantasy adventure. Unfortunately, it's not easy. No. And I don't say it's not easy in the sense of like, oh, it's the game's not hard or whatever, but like, it's not easy to learn. It's not easy to play. Yep. And you have to be dedicated. Yeah, you need a solid group. I think we, I mean, we played with four people. Which same people. You, it has to always has be to. the same. You, like, we put our cards away, like, in the little box so we knew exactly what our cards were every time. It, it's a fun game. 
I mean, it's Dungeons and Dragons, to be honest. Let's just be real. It is yep. Dungeons and Dragons without a DM and with some boards to look at that you don't have to buy third party. I feel like I'd rather play Munchkin than just Blue Haven. Game. Yeah. You don't have the character aspect, but Munchkin is also a dumbed down version of Dungeons and Dragons. And you're and leveling up. And you're leveling up, and... but you don't have a character that you keep from scenario to scenario Getting and stuff. Gear, you're but fighting monsters. Yeah. I, I, Gloomhaven was a lot of fun. I We got to the point that I didn't... I don't think I could have retired and get a new character for those who haven't played it yet. I don't think I could have. And we also had a team of four that were so good that, like, every mission just became... Even though we were, you know, fighting a frost demon instead of a fire goddess or whatever they might have been everything just felt the same to me towards the end and i think part of it was that we were playing remotely we couldn't get together yeah and play it anymore so like it was just kind of like i'm on zoom calls all day long for work and then i sat in a zoom call for four hours again at night with you and i was just like i'm i'm good i think i was the first one to finally be like uh, i don't want to play anymore <laughs> and it, like you said the, we played it for so long and i think having know about the game now because there's a lot of mysteries in the game that you unlock yeah yeah i'm trying to like think of like even some of the mysteries that you unlock like i don't want to say we, here we unfortunately unlocked two of the most powerful classes and we say unfortunately because i guess later on we found out after some research they were like late additions to the game yeah they weren't play tested and you could tell they were not play tested <laughs> because it only took a couple games to like find these broken strategies yeah i just did the same like i didn't didn't look online but like i just did the same thing every game because like i went over there i did this one thing that helped everyone and then everyone else just did better and like, one there was no reason for me not to do that <laughs> it it became no challenge uh we were so close to the end but we've done like everything else like we were hitting every side quest oh yeah we play like it's not like it's not like eight months with just the main story we did like everything yep and we were pretty close. We were very close. We could have ended it. We were at that. We had the ending mission. We just never chose to go to it. We, were like, we let's always go, wanted, do, yeah. let's go over to the let's east go side of. Wander through those mountains and see what's down there. And let's go to the demon world or something. Yeah. So there's too many factors that make it an honorable mention. And I think it's a fun game. I think that it definitely needs a lot of fixing. Now, all that being said, and this is why it's an honorable mention. The Steam version on uh, you were just saying that you were playing that. I should have guessed that it was going to be on your list somewhere. It's way better, yeah, because it it's a video game and it's it's way cheaper. It's like twenty bucks. Yeah, and well, I guess if you play with four or five people, that's the same price as one person buying Gloomhaven. Really true, and it just plays the game for you. Yeah, it's flashy, it looks it's... pretty, and you it's just faster it's way faster yeah that's nice it was we were playing over tabletop simulator which is a great platform it's all manual but it's all manual it's all like you know third party writ the co wrote the codes for it and so it was definitely a lot of manual moving and but even trying to figure out not just moves but attacks yeah the game just does it all for you it's like this is all you can do yeah you're like I, oh okay <laughs> when we first started going i mean the games has the cards and tabletop simulator that you could like flip and stuff but i think we all just took our decks at least i know i did i had my deck and i just played from my deck in my hand and didn't use tabletop sim deck because i like you know being able to look at them on my in my hand and stuff like that compared to doing all virtual 
so i think it's a great game i think that if you're a seasoned gamer and you have a group sure a group that's the biggest part you can't I play it by say. yourself can't what yeah it'd be, it'd even be so boring so boring but you have to want to have people that well you have to be able to have people that will play with you the Please. same people <laughs> and play often enough so it's not because there is so many weird little rules to it if we were playing we played weekly we still looked up rules and we still were looking up rules. if you were playing once a month we would have got way less done because not because of the time of play just we would have had to take twice as long to look up rules every week because we would have every month we would have forgot that's a good honorable mention what's your other one very similar to uh to gloomhaven um you're wandering through fields you have huge cities you have to try to have knights protect you have thieves on the road there's farmers in the fields there's monks all very similar however very different of carcassonne <laughs> tile placing game super low level it's been out for a long time at this point it's 20 plus years old uh, they have a 20th anniversary edition, which is the only reason why I know it's at least 20 years old. I didn't know you liked Carcassonne that much. I don't think I knew I liked it that much. <laughs> so I like it. It's a great tile placing game. And I actually am going to have another tile placing game that I like more on my list here in a little bit. But it's a great game. There's different scoring. I actually just the other week I played two or three of the expansions for the first time so we had like a dragon that would go through and just burn the crap out of anyone that was in their way which was interesting and terrifying at the same time because you would like have this knight in this like 40 plus point city and then all of a sudden a dragon would come in and destroy you and you're like oh great <laughs> uh, but there was a whole bunch of expansions for it i haven't played them all and when we're playing it i was like this is a good game this is fun um i haven't played it recently because it's kind of just sat on my shelf but when we started playing again i was like oh yeah i remember playing this a lot and it was fun then and with the expansions it added enough that it felt different um but yeah just very basic tile laying and choosing to play a meeple and really i mean one of the first games to, that i can think of that has the traditional meeple like that we now see today like that meeple if you think of 20 plus years ago, what other games had, I don't know, I'm not fact checking this, but that Meeple, I think it had to be one of the first games that had that that traditional Meeple that we all know and love today. I'm not sure where it originated. Yeah, I have no idea. But it's a great, great game. It's another easy entry game, uh, which on my other honorable mentions, both being easy entry, um, just a solid game you can find it pretty much anywhere the box is normal size unlike your two honorable mentions um <laughs> and just playable and fun and with the expansions i mean we played i think I, we played two of the expansions the other night when we played it and we played for probably an hour hour and a half i've never played the expansions i've only ever played the base game yeah me neither until the other day my, my dad has all of the expansions he, he said he has the big box he has the big box and then plus he has the 20th anniversary box plus he has like other expansions that aren't in the big box he loves the game i would have to assume it's on his number one list if he was making a list it's great it's fun i'm glad that we played it and it made me change my list again the other day thinking that 
I was just going to have the one tile placing game on there. And I was like, you know, I think Carcassonne needs to be here. So it's an honorable mention. So number five, what do you have in your number five spot? So when it came to making this top five list outside of the honorable mentions, when I had to focus on all of my games, the games I've played and maybe I don't own and do own, this list are the games that I personally find the funnest. Yeah. So I want to preface that with, I will tell you if they're if they're really worth getting. <laughs> I say that because there's one that I, I pretty much would say it's not worth it, but I think it's fantastic. That's fair. Now, I think the hardest part for me was with the top five was because the group of people can change the game play exactly. so well, so much. And exactly. so it was really hard to think of t- if I had the like if I could pick the people I'm playing with and the top five every time, like I think I could do it differently. And I almost went, I saw some video um, online and it was a, you had to get rid of every game that you had other than two, like what two would you keep? And I kind of went there. One of their two methods was, you know, a game that they would always want to play. Like it might not be their best game and it's not their rarest game. It's not the most expensive game, but like no matter what, he would always want to play it. Exactly. And that's kind of similar to yours. Like you, you just like it. That's what I did for my list. Yeah. And I'll let you know when we get there. Yeah. I don't, none of mine are going to be super high up. I don't think on like a board game geek list. I know for sure that some of mine are, but <laughs> some of mine probably are. I just don't, I haven't, I don't look at it often at the list just because I find them, I find it nice when I'm looking to buy a new game, but like it's hard to come back and it's hard to really look at those rankings. And it's also, I hate board game geeks again. It's nice when you're trying to, like you said, when you're trying to find a new game, but it's also depressing when you have a game that you love and you look at it and you're like, why is it a five? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't put too much weight on their rankings. I do. I do look at them. I like their customer and their con- community ranking compared yeah. to their ranking. I think I use them the most for the community number of players because I think mm-hmm. they do a really good job there to being like this game is playable to eight, but let's be real, Best play it with four. <laughs> so uh, to start off, my number five is kind of a cheat. It's uh, Marvel Champions, the card game. The living card game, okay. I say it's a cheat because it's yeah. not just one game. That's It's the game that keeps on giving. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think anyone would say an expansion to a game. Not that they're expansions, but I don't think that means the second entry in the top five. I think you're I think you're good. I'll okay. I will allow this game five for this in your list. You <laughs> well, don't have to delete it. I thank you for allowing it. So now yeah. that I've gotten approval. Uh, Marvel Champions is by nature a game where you play as a hero and you're it's a cooperative game. So you play with so cool. Cooperative deck game that you're fighting a it's so good. It's all Marvel heroes. And right now I think there's thirty but they're constantly growing. I'm talking like every month at this point. They have like, oh, we're coming out with these two new heroes soon. Yeah. And you play as a hero. You have your own deck, which you can buy by itself or make your own. And you fight a villain together that's doing its own thing. It's, it has its own scheme it's trying to do. So you have to beat up the villain before he can do his scheme. And in true Marvel, you beat him up and then he gets stronger. Yep, and then there's a phase two. 
he's raged out and good luck. Yeah. However, the heroes don't have a phase two, do they? I just no. thought of that. But they do. The, they don't have a phase two. But I find that the reason is with all of like the the tech, like the upgrades, the supports. The longer the game goes, the stronger you get. Yeah, that's fair. So, but like protocol has a phase two. Like you beat them up enough, and then a second version comes out. And but, there's be, but in stronger. protocol, it's like there's no there's no attachments and there's no also it's not cooperative. Yeah, one on one. It is one on one. But so. I just I've never thought about that because that's like classic Marvel is I'm so strong no one can ever stop me I I'm defeating you so handily and then all of a sudden now you're so strong I can't possibly hurt you oh now I'm stronger again the the beauty of the game I feel is and I think it's because as I get older I'm getting kind of worn out from the competitiveness of yeah playing a one on one right. Or a, I think the fact that you don't have to get the new heroes, it's not like magic. We both come from Magic the Gathering background. And if you're trying to play standard, like you have to buy all new, pretty much all new cards every year or every three months, every three months. And you don't have to buy the new hero, which is the coolest part yeah. in me is like, oh, I don't maybe you don't like that hero. You don't care enough about them. And but they're cheap, like 10, 15 bucks. Yep. You can get the hero packs for and they come with a full deck. Yep. Oh, that's the best part. There are no packs. No packs. Ugh, it's a one and it's a one and done. If yeah. I buy Doctor Strange, I have his deck. Yep. I can change it. And it comes with other cards that can't even be used in Doctor Strange's like pre-con deck. Yep. That you can then you can either change his deck to use them or add them to someone put else. them to someone else's, which is such a cool concept. And I'm at the point where like I tore all the decks apart. And I was I made them all thematic. Yeah. So I was like, oh. as you should. It's it's Marvel. And that's <laughs> I, I wanted to have fun with it. And I'm sure there's like magic where you can net deck, oh, yeah. which is looking Absolutely. up the best deck online. But it's like to me, I wanted to make everyone thematic. So like for the Hulk, what's the Hulk? He's big, strong. I mean yeah. beefy. He punches hard. He punches hard and he takes hits. And then I was like, oh, Doctor Strange, all about magic. So I made his whole deck mystic art stuff. And you know, that's what I did for all of them. Well, Spider-Man. I just made Spider-Man really agile. So in my in his all of his cards end up like drawing cards, kind of thing. Yeah. But that fun of building is a joy that I miss from like Magic. Yeah. It is a yeah. It's a it's a joy that you don't get from traditional board games for sure. And I love that it's not competitive. I love that I'm working with like you. Yeah. Or another group of friends. And was, the more people you play with. The harder it gets. Yeah. They do a good job scaling the like the villain's health and everything based on the number of people you play with. Such a fun and I didn't even I don't even think we knew it was co-op when we first like I kind of thought it was gonna be similar to protocol, which we're gonna just here's my deck, I'm gonna fight your deck kind of thing. Kind of like magic, but it's so cool that it's co-op. We well I we bought protocol i bought protocol and you bought marvel's champions both on a whim actually we were on vacation or maybe it was a work trip yeah i don't remember and uh in the same night we played both and i i was so infatuated we had them before that I, okay yeah we we both brought them to the work trip but we had them before that yeah. and we uh we played them in the hotel and ever since then i've been infatuated with marvel champions to the point where like I have all the heroes now and all the expansions and there's campaigns 
like you can fight individual villains or you can fight an entire campaign yeah. of like they it tells a story it tells a story it, it comes was really with cool. a comic book yeah like, I did the first art. I did my first full campaign when I was on vacation. I did a solo just because I I brought the campaign and I brought just my Spider Man deck and did a full campaign. And it's just such a cool feeling and fun. Like I think my wife made fun of me because I was playing cards <laughs> by myself, but I think she's pretty used to that at this point. I think <laughs> if not, she's in denial. <laughs> so I could I could go on and on all day about it, but. Marvel Champions is one I, I put on my number five because it's a newer game I've started playing. It has its flaws in the sense that I don't like playing by myself. Yeah. I tried it. It's actually really easy one player. It is really easy one player. I blew through the campaign. I was like, oh, that's over already. Like, But when you play with two or three, I think that's when the sweet spot hits. Four is near impossible. Yeah. I it, played a lot of two-handed solos in the very beginning because I was like trying decks out so like I would put Star Lord and Black Widow together and fight something and I'd play them two separately but I was the only one playing them and I actually found that more fun than I found the true solo yeah uh that's why it's a it's that's why it's my number five and I absolutely would recommend it yeah so what's your number five my number five is a game that you can play literally with any number of people. I believe the box says 1 to 100. However, if you decide to buy more pads, you can play to 200 or to 300 if you, for some reason, have that many friends and family. My wife got it for me while she was traveling. Never heard of it. I don't. She probably looked at Board Game Geek because she knows about that, too. Cartographers. So it has... It's a roll and write but no rolling. It's a card flip and write, I guess. And you have like Tetris shapes that you're trying to fill a map. And there's four scoring mechanisms that you score, you know, different seasons. They want different houses next to the water or, you know, nothing by the mountain. They all have different rules. There's the base game comes, I think there's four or five different scoring mechanisms for each category so there's the the village one the water one the mountains and the trees i believe and they each of them change the scoring depending on which one you draw um solid game and the queen is looking to you to discover the world and make the most efficient map and you get victory points throughout based on what you're doing you get coins for different things and there's a little bit of it's more of a you play by yourself there's not much you know interaction other than there are monster cards so you have to pass your map to the right or to the left and you have negative points they now have two or three expansions with like heroes and different skills just a really fun game and i find myself grabbing it often to go anywhere to someone's house just because it's different enough everyone's played tetris everyone loves figuring out how to put pieces into a certain area other than when it comes to like packing your house or something everyone loves doing that and cartographers does it super well i got a really cool stamp set i don't even know if i showed them to you yet um for i think it's for my birthday last year uh my wife found a shop on etsy that makes the stamps and they have the little house and everything and it comes with like a rainbow pad that has the different colors like the houses are 
brown and the trees are green and the water is blue. What the heck? And man? so you don't have to draw them. You just literally stamp it and stamp it. It's we so played cool. This game, not recently, but before your last birthday. Why didn't we, why didn't you bust that out? Maybe it was for Christmas. I don't remember when she got them for me. But it was so when I opened it, I saw like the stamp pad first, and I was like, "What in the world am I getting a stamp pad for? Like, am I gonna start like?" Notarizing people's letters or something. I don't know what notarizers do or whatever they're even plurally called. Notaries? Notaries. They're, it was such a cool, like, strange little. I mean, Etsy is a perfect place to find it. <laughs> it's exactly what Etsy's for. And such a cool little addition. No, you've, uh, you've recommended cartographers that, uh, ironically, in that same trip, that work trip, I, I picked it up. Oh, yeah. And uh, mostly because my wife loves Tetris. I mean, whose wife doesn't? She loves it. Yeah. So. It's such a fun game, and it's different every time. And literally, like I said, you can play with anyone you want. I mean, it's best with three-ish or so, just because it's not taking for, forever. If you have more than, like, five or six, you have to, like, pass the cards so everyone can see the shape. But you literally can play with anyone. There's no secret. Everyone just plays at the same time. Yeah. It's a pretty quick game. It's, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, I think it's pretty quick. I mean, if you first time maybe playing, it might take 30 to 45 or something, but... Yeah, I think two people can bust it out in 15 to 20 minutes pretty quickly. I, ha- I have the Heroes. We haven't played it yet. It's one of the expansions. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that looks like in the future. Number four for you. What do you have? So uh, for my number four, it is a different twist, and that is Mysterium. I Number four, really? Yep. I thought... I knew this was going to be on your list. I think everyone that listens knew that was going to be on your list. I really thought it was going to be higher. One or two. Mysterium, I have fallen in love with because I love that you can play the game with like up to six people. And when I go downstate, I have a group of five. And you can play up to seven, can you? I'm pretty sure it's only up to six. Probably and the ghost. Yeah, six and the ghost. I so, think. yeah, six and the ghost. So I have a group downstate, and when you are the ghost and you have a group of people that you know and you're like trying to create the clues for them and we all know each other so well for 20 years you know so these clues are very like specific to each person so we're all looking at them and the whole point of mysterium is you are psychic mediums but there's a ghost in this mansion and you're all drawn into trying to figure out this murder of basically who's done it and this ghost has given you visions yeah however it's kind of wavy and a lot of murders have happened in this place throughout the years. So you might be giving, you might be getting visions of like murders that happened before or years ago. Yeah. And you all have to work your way up to figure out individually who done it for each of you. Yeah. And only by all of you succeeding. And where and what weapon the clue yeah. style. And only by all better. of you succeeding together at the end, do you get the ultimate uh, which I, I change this because I don't like how it ends, but you get the ultimate like flip over of the clues so everyone can take a chance at who done it. Yeah. So I make it so that like it's an everyone wins. But do you use the crows? I do. Okay. It's uh, a mixed bag. I feel like some people don't like them. Some people use them. I think I, they're helpful. I use them because of one thing. I have there's three expansions. There's two expansions, and then I don't call it the third one because it's like a new game. It's not an it's expansion. Like a carnival. Even though it should have been. I was so disappointed. Did you it, buy it? No. Okay. Because we, I was with you, and I was like, oh, it's out. And I looked at it, and I was like, wait, 
I think yeah, the guy at the shop was like, "This isn't. That's not an expansion." And you're like, "Wait, why?" <laughs> and I was so disappointed. But I have both the expansions, and I don't play with any of their rules. I simply take all of their vision cards <laughs> and just put them in, and I mix them all together. That's fair. And I have a huge deck, <laughs> and it just makes it because of the vision cards, like Dixit, is you don't want to repeat them too often. You don't want to repeat them it... too often, especially as the same person. Yeah. And with all the vision cards. And all of the new weapons and the new like witness or uh, murder suspects and the places, like the game is just huge. Yeah. And because of that, I have three crows. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but the game is fantastic. It's such a good game. You can play with brand new people. Yeah. You can play with people you know, and it's different every time. I mean, really, if we made a list of games you can play with more than you know six or more people, like definitely one of the best ones I've ever played. Actually, I got it because I was going to someone, like, on the way to someone's house, stopped at a store. We had seven people. I was like, okay, what game can I play with seven people? And just happened to see I'm like, this one can play the seven. That's strange. I'm buying it. <laughs> and I'm so happy that we did. I, I think it's an absolute must. It's yeah. great for families. It's great for friends, for parties. It's just an all-around winner. Yeah. There's very little I can say about it except for... It's not as great as some of my other ones. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I guess the only flaw is, like, I would never play this game with three people, like me and two other people. Yeah. So like this weekend, I have some friends coming up. There's gonna be three of us. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play Mysterium. No. It's, uh, it's not yeah. enough people. It's not enough guesses. That's it, fair. It's too fast. I guess that's why it's my number four. <laughs> okay, I can see it. My number four is out of left field. I think. You might know when I say it. Um, fantastic game. I don't think we've... Actually, I know we haven't played it. Um, it's probably been two and a half years since I've played it, at least, if not longer. Um, such a strange game. Most people don't have it. I'm pretty sure it's out of print, which makes it even harder to get currently. But I, I think I heard that you can start getting it again here soon. Uh, Food Chain Magnate. So you are... It's a card game. It's a pretty decent size card game it's pretty big um and you uh are a food chain empire owner and you have to like advertise your burgers and your hot dogs and your soda and your lemonade and get people to come and you know buy and you have like you make a pyramid and your in your uh structure of your leaders of like a ceo and then you can have like mid managers and delivery boys and they, they all upgrade so like you're mid-manager becomes a senior manager after you do certain things you can send them off to training sounds like a boring day of work but it's just such a good game so fun it takes a while i think if there's a point you get to choose sort of how long the game is because everyone like puts one of the timer cards in the very beginning uh so you can if everyone says a short game you're probably playing two hours ish Wow. If you say, if everyone says long game, I think you play for like four to five hours. So it, it takes a while, but it takes a while to have a food chain, you know, empire just completely owning a town. So it makes sense that it takes a little while, but definitely a strange, uh, strange game. It's not going to be on a uh, board game top 10 for, uh, geek or anything like that. That's for sure. You can play it to five players. I think I've only played with like three or four usually. Such a good game. Now, this is one of the rare games that 
we've never played. Yeah. I've never played. Uh, but you have talked about it for five years. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good hour-long YouTube video out there that you can watch to like, learn how to play the game. And I think I've sent it to you and a few of our friends a few times, being like, okay, everyone, watch this so we can play it. And then no one ever watches it, so we can't play it. <laughs> so really, it's just been wanting to play it for five years, if not longer. And I've played it a few times since then with the, with other people, but it's such a good game. It's, it's not that we don't want to play it. I just feel like it's one of those games where, like Gloomhaven, you have to know. Yeah, you do. Everyone has to know. You don't have to come back often because it's a one-time play kind of yeah. thing but it's a it's a good one uh definitely worth looking at um i don't think i would say everyone should own this by any means but it's so fun if you can find someone that has it definitely decide to play it with them and i'd see if you like it first and such a neat fun game and i think uh number three for you right Ooh, number three so this is where we're going to start getting to the realm of games that I'm pretty sure we might be sharing some of them. I wonder... Because I know for sure that my number three is going to be on your list, and that is Wingspan. Okay, yep, yep. Definitely going to be on there somewhere for me. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Wingspan is... The best way I can put it is beautiful. Yeah. It's... Strangely beautiful, I think, would be a better way. It's... it's such it a, shouldn't it be good? It shouldn't. It was on a. It's been on like the top ten list for years. It came out like just a couple years ago, and we sat on it forever. Yeah, we both knew about it. I think we both. One of us got it right before we did the first recording because we you, we we talked about this got in season it. one. You got it. We played it. Yeah, and we played. It I haven't group, stopped playing it since. <laughs> and I immediately went out and bought it. I have it on Switch, so I play it online now. <laughs> <laughs> I play it all the time. I love it. It's uh, Wingspan is a game where you play as uh. Are they not bird keepers? I think you're a bird watcher. Bird, what, but there's like ecosystems yeah. that you're trying to save birds by having them live in different you're ecosystems. Attracting your birds to your ecosystem. Yeah. So maybe you're like a bird keeper, I guess, maybe. Uh, they're like wildlife reserves. Yeah. And there's like the grasslands, the wetlands, and like the forest. And the game has like over 200 birds. Just in the base game. And there's two expansions. And you said there's <laughs> more coming. Yeah, I, I was just reading the other day. I was just randomly Googling. I was like, I wonder if there'll be more. And there's three more expansions planned. The game is not co-op, but it's also not directly competitive because you never directly interact with any other player. Everyone is... Other than the pink spells. That you, but even then, you, you don't, don't interact you with don't them. You don't interact. It, just, it triggers something yeah. on your end. But the game... Just does a such a well job of everything's balanced. Yeah, you can play with anybody. My wife loves this game, and I don't think there's there's not one strategy that makes everyone win either. No. Like you ha like you have to play with what's available. Like yep. you can't just be like, okay, I need to get eggs because like you might not be able to get enough eggs to win in that game. Like you have to be able to just bounce around. I think this is a game, and it's a rare one where I think everyone should own it. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is. A, I would play this game right now if you wanted to. <laughs> and we'll just stop this and play instead. Doesn't matter how many people you play with. No. Two, three, four. Have you played it one player yet? No. I tried, but I, the one player is very hard. It is hard. I lost both times I played it. My, my wife uh, ironically has, and she beat it. Um, I don't know how, but she's way better at 
Yeah, I, I've played it one player. My and my wife has played it one player on Switch. But you technically are playing against like computers. You're not playing yeah. against the one player mode. It's it's a game that's kind of hard to talk about without just giving it praise. Uh, there's not much more I can say. Yeah. So it's it's just it's my number three because I had to rank it, and the only reason it's my number three is. I have two other games I like more. That's your number three. Number three, I don't think will be on your list. Actually, uh, it might be. I don't know if we we haven't played it together. I don't think. But uh, this is my second tile placing game um, with a little bit of animal life in there. Also being Cascadia, the newest game on my list. I think it came out in 2021. Fairly new. Uh, and we, I mean, I think. My next one is a 2014 game, I think. So um, definitely like 1999. What am I? Oh, and you haven't even mentioned that one yet. Okay, never mind. You have me beat. But yeah, Cascadia is a tile placing and a resource placing. So you have a tile and an animal, and you have to place them based on again scoring cards, similar to cartographers, but very different scoring cards. But you have, you know, scoring for the birds and for salmon and for bear and stuff like that and depending on what card you do it tells you you have to have you know certain groups of them or certain shapes of them and you get points based on how many you have such a fun game it's one that we travel my wife and i whenever we go anywhere we usually have this game with us especially when we go on like vacation or whatever we bring this game with us and we will just play it over and over with one of the other games that I haven't mentioned yet, but it will be on there too. Um, that we just bring and just a fun, solid game. And it is one of the games that the developer, as soon as I played it, I was like, oh, I need to start looking at all of their other games. And then when I started looking at them, I'm like, I want all of their other games. <laughs> like they have so many like fun, similar theme type of things and just really fun. Um, pretty easy to play, uh, pretty quick, probably about 30 to 45 minute game. Um, it's fantastic with two players. It's fantastic with four. Um, just a fun, well-rounded game. I think it does tile placing better than Carcassonne, uh, which is why it's on here instead of an honorable mention. Because they're hexagons, right? The, yep, they're hexagons, and you, everyone has their own. So instead of in Carcassonne, you're playing a, a, your like own. A yeah. The one big map. This game, everyone has their own ecosystem, and you have to put the mountains by... Well, you don't have to, but you get points if you get the mountains by mountains and the river and the wetlands and the fields. So you have to, like, build your ecosystem in the hexagon, and you place animals on them. And Is it cooperative, or do you play against each other? Or is it kind of like Wingspan? It's kind of like Wingspan. I don't think there's any interaction between players other than that they might take the tile that you want before you can take it on their turn or whatever. Right. Um, birds and... Yeah, it's but everyone scores their own. But yeah, it doesn't matter. I guess the only the scoring is like whoever has the largest mountain range at the end gets more points, and the person that has the next largest stuff like that. But gotcha. Um, yeah, just a great tile placing game. It it actually is probably the reason why I played Carcassonne again because <laughs> tile placing games. I'm like, yeah, it's tile placing. Like, eh, it can't be that fun. And this one proved me wrong. So like as soon as I played, I'm like, this game's amazing. Like games don't have to be crazy difficult to be fun. And I think this is one of those ones there that were just like such an easy concept, very simple pieces. The boxes, you know, subpar, the storage could be way better. But just a fun game. So there's a few 
that I'm thinking that might be in your list still that you haven't said. However, you said one's from 1999. I I have a I have one that's out of left field that I've mentioned in the past, but I'm pretty such a you, high such a high left field. My left field was you know four. <laughs> so okay, I I'm is is it number two? Is your left field? Yes. Okay. So let's we just, we both know this is your old one too, right? This is my really old one. So 1999 left field. Uh, <laughs> were you you were like an elementary school? I was a. Uh, 10 so elementary school that yeah, was advanced <laughs> <laughs> no so pokemon master trainer the card game nope it's a board game so this is really interesting in the sense that it is based off of the original like red and blue games sure where it's the entire land of kanto it's the whole map okay and you are basically pokemon trainers it's up to six players you start in Palette Town. Are you like Ash? And yep, you're just okay. Ash. Everyone's Ash? Yep, just different colors. That, it's 1999. <laughs> and, uh, the best I could do is put a green hat on Ash. It's, we can't all just possibly solid think colors. of a new game, a new name. And, but what's beauty about the game is you start in Palette, and it's all in these little like circle pegs, and you, you traverse the entire land, and it, it's, it's sporadic. You can go anywhere. And uh, there's all Pokemon. It's 150. They're all there. You get a starter, you battle, you trade, you there's no badges, but you get a team and you eventually build up and you fight the Elite Four and if you win, you're the champion. And whoever does it first wins. Now, why is it my number two? Because if you look this game up, it's not gonna have a good rating. <laughs> the game at its core is not great. But and that's because it so is So why is that your number two? <laughs> it is the most You're not selling it at this point. It is the most cutthroat screw your friends over game you'll okay. ever play interesting it doesn't sound that way currently if you get like a there's items and events and if you get one that says like you get there's an item in the game that breaks the game and it's called time machine it lets you because the whole game is you roll dice that determines combat that determines how far you move uh if you fight the elite four that determines you know how okay. strong you are you can time machine at any role including your opponent's Interesting. So your opponent can be like, roll double sixes. Oh, I got the the best I could ever do. And you like, time machine. <laughs> and then when they re-roll again, someone else is like, time machine. <laughs> so, and then not to mention, there is like addition, like add the item cards that can make you stronger. Okay. But there are force attack and force trade cards. And these force attacks are brutal. Because at any point in the game, if all your Pokemon faint, you go all the way back to the beginning which is crucial because the Pokemon in the beginning are terrible and you can't really get anything. Yeah, that makes sense. So if one person is doing weak and you get a force attack, you're not going to fight the strong guy and lose because if you lose, you lose items. You're going to fight the weak one. Yeah. The game is brutal. Why is it my number two? I have been playing this game religiously for 20 years <laughs> with the same group of five people. <laughs> okay. We have made house rules. Uh, we have combined two entire games together. To make an amazing game of 300 Pokemon, <laughs> it, it and also can like only one person have. Nope, Charizard. Not in our game, but in the in the normal yes. game, like there's only one version yep. of a certain one. Now someone else can get a Charizard, but if you have started with Charmander and you get like Charmeleon and Charizard, you get a bonus for having all three. Sure, it's kind of it's like kind of lame if you like, and you can't trade starters. I digress. I don't want to get too much into it. The game is impossible to find in complete status. You're going to end up paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it if you can find it complete. Okay. Like so not in, not in print. 
It's not in print. Okay. It'll never be in print. They made different versions of this game, like uh, Master Trainer 2 and 3, but they're terrible. We played the second one. We paid like $200 for it. <laughs> but this game holds so much nostalgia for me. My friends, biannually, when we get together, play this game more than once. And we always have a terrible time. How long does it take? <sighs> Depends. Someone could get a streak and just be unstoppable, and it could be done in 20 minutes. We have also gone to three hours. Okay. And we get so into it. It's not like a drinking game. We just get really aggressive. We get very, very competitive. I hate competitive games, but in this game with these people, it's one of those things where it holds that much nostalgia for me. That's why I said that in my top five, there was one that I probably wouldn't recommend. <laughs> it's this one. I can't recommend yeah. it. It's. I mean, other than the fact that you've been playing it for 20 years, it's similar to my food chain. It's like... It's out of print. It's probably $200 to buy it right now. Incomplete, probably. And I don't think I would recommend it, but it's yeah. so fun. So that's my number two. <laughs> Go ahead. So my number two, I wrote as my number one, I think, probably a dozen times. Uh, the strangest part about this I, is I can guarantee it's on your list still. Um, I only have one left. I, I think I can guarantee this is going to be your number one. I don't even own it. And it's it would have been my number one, you know, probably six months ago, even maybe three months ago, if you would have asked, is Castle of the Mad King. Back in the day, another friend of mine and, and us would, like, take turns buying games, and he bought that one, and that's where I started playing it. And then we played it together, and I don't own it. Um, but it's so good. It's just fantastic in every way. I have his first game being Suburbia. So instead of a castle, you are making a town. Uh, Castles is better uh, because I, it's two or three years newer, and he just fixed a lot of the mechanics in it. You are building a castle for the Mad King. and Master builders. Yes, you're all master builders. And the, he has crazy requirements that he wants. He's like weird L-shaped rooms or circle rooms, and he doesn't want them next to other rooms because he's a he's a mad king. He doesn't he, his logic doesn't make sense. And there are like four or five, I think, it depends on how many people you play with, requirements that everyone knows. And then you each have one or two secret requirements. So even though you don't know, I want the big round rooms. Like you have to like be. You have to get them, but not be too obvious because then everyone's going to start screwing you over. And you get to, like, when it's your turn, you get to arrange the tiles however you want and have different prices on them. So you can, like, if, if you know I want that large one, you can put that the most expensive. That's how you can, like, get some money. People pay you. Yeah, people pay you for it because you're the master builder of that round for whatever reason they pay you it's to do best it. That's part of the game just so good and just like a lot of other games you skip you like if you things don't get bought you like put gold yep. on them so like they make them cheaper the depreciate yeah just a, such a good game so fun it's a little more difficult it's probably the hardest game that's eh, second hardest game on my list food chain yeah <laughs> food chain's not hard it just is weird um but yeah definitely my second hardest game but it would have been my number one for so long uh, and I just think I had to skip over it to put it number two for what my number one will be. Uh, am I correct to think this is going to be your number one? So not to disappoint you, 
but my number one is actually Castles of Mad Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No, okay. it's uh, I think I know what your number one is then. Yeah, I think you probably and so, most people probably do. So I said it's going to be on the list. So just like you said, you introduced me to Castles five years ago, and uh, I wait. No, I bought it and we played it, and you happened to like it. No, I had it. I played it before you. I had a guarantee that. No, 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 no. I bought it. And we played it together, and that's when you told me oh, okay. that you loved it. Fair. And I was like, oh. That might have happened. That, that's how that I happened. I say. No, you played it before. Because it was a yeah. friend that's not even really <laughs> playing board games with us anymore. Um, I still see him every week and everything. We just don't play board games anymore. Uh, we've. This is my oldest game on the list, really? I think, which is, I think, the 2015. 2014. 2014. But, like you said, I, I love the aspect of the game. I liked how you are it's a it's the most interesting way to play against your opponents and you're not directly impacting anyone you're yeah. manipulating markets you are you're buying and you're building and it's like a puzzle that you're yep. making the game is just great it and every really time is. I play it I just have fun it's so much fun it's just such a good game and like the different shapes and like the walls and the walkways and the hallways and the downstairs, like so much good fun. I just bought the uh, special edition on Kickstarter. Oh yeah. When the, does that come in? The collect not the collection, the um the celebratory anniversary yeah. one. What anniversary uh, would it have possibly been? I'm not sure. Fifteen? Not sure. No. Ten? I don't know. Ten would be twenty two thousand twenty four. I don't know. I can't remember what the purpose of it was, uh, but it's a very, very, very Beautiful. fancy reprint. Yeah, and like everything's got new art. They have like little statues. It's all. It's figures. the exact same game. It yeah. just everything just looks pretty, way better. And uh, and it also comes with the expansion, which I didn't have. Oh, okay. Um, so once I get it, I'm giving you this one. <laughs> but <'cause laughs> we're I'll trading technically. That's true. Uh, so a game that did not make my list of concept. <laughs> <laughs> you want it, or maybe your wife wants it. I'm not sure. Eh, never played it. But <laughs> I just want to play it. We'll, we'll probably play it together. We'll probably play it together, just like we play most of our games together. But, yeah. Mad, Mad King Ludwig, man. It's a game where another solid pick, like that That and uh, what I'm sure is your number one, I yeah. think are just amazing. Yeah. I think they both are must-haves as long as you aren't playing only with small children. I think any group of adult gamers should have this, and obviously my number one being Wingspan, which we've already talked about, um, but I think they both are must-haves. I think they're fantastic. They're so much fun, uh, and it's actually, I think, so the funny thing about this is the fact that it's on both of our lists. It is our next episode also. We're going to talk about it even more, so there's not much more I'm going to say about it. Um, or that you, that you would need to say about it because we're going to go in the whole episode about it next week. Uh, just such a good game. Wingspan, my number one, is that one that just, it doesn't deserve to be good. There's <laughs> no reason why it should be good. Like When you look at the box, it's very misleading. It really, it, everything about it, it's just like it shouldn't be fun, and it is so much fun. It's a great time. Um, I just love Wingspan. I played it one player. I play it by myself on the Switch. I play it with the full version of it. Uh, we have like I have the folded spaces for the box organization. Um, it is really nice. By the I way. we bought speckled eggs for unknown reason. We just thought they looked cool. 
just to make our eggs look cooler. It's just such a good game. We bring it everywhere. Stonemeyer is amazing. Uh, I lost my scorecard, the end of round scorecard. I must have left it on vacation when we were down in Florida not too long ago. So I just messaged them. They just sent me a new one. They're like, here you go. I'm like, how much? Oh, yeah. Like, I was going to buy more things. I was like, hey, like, if I'm, if I figured they're going to make me pay a couple bucks or whatever. Sure. And I was going to buy like the, the roll up mats and stuff. And he's like, oh, it's just free. And I was like, oh, oh thanks. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, I found it. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't ever lost. And so now I have two of them. Perfect. Um, but just such a good game. I literally would play this every day. It's almost never put away at our house because my wife and I both play it. We both love it. Just such a good game. And it doesn't deserve to be good. But it took over my number one just because of how much we play it. We play it and I want to play it. It's not because I just played a lot, just because it's there. But like I get it. I cho- I would choose to play this game and it's just so fun. And I had to I had to move Mad King down one for the fact that if I was gonna grab one game, like it would probably be Wingspan. And it probably has been for a few months now, but it's one of those like Mad King is definitely going to be up there for a long time. Uh, less known game for sure is Mad King, but I think uh, when we first walked in, so our our new sponsor, which we haven't even mentioned yet, of Lantern Games um, in town here in Travers, we walked in for the first time. We both saw that they had Mad Kings, and we're like, oh, this store is going to be legit <laughs> um, because it's one of those games you don't see around. You don't. It's 2014. It's older at this point, um, but it's just such a good game, and he doesn't have a whole lot of other ones, but just uh, so good. I guess that's the only thing about castles is there's no one player. Yeah, no one player, but, you know, I mean, doesn't need one. No, even with two, the game's not bad. It yeah. does adjust the value. It does adjust really well with how many players you play with. Yeah, one to... F- Actually, online it says one to four, so can you play one player? Oh, my goodness. I don't know, I guess. Maybe there's a new ruling or revision? Yeah, maybe the expansion makes it one player playable i don't know don't know but yeah i haven't played one player um but yeah i'm sure that there's something you can do to to play and just have to like either you play against a fake person or like there's a scoring mechanism that you have to score over or something because there's no way there's a fake person because then you could adjust the the rooms to how you like yeah well that's when i first played one player wingspan i was like this is gonna be easy like i'm just gonna do what i want to do and win yeah and no special deck and there's a special deck in Wingspan. Yeah, there's a whole special deck, and, like, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one player was fun. Five players was fun. For this, two to four is fun. Uh, a little bit longer, 90-ish minutes probably, I would say, maybe. Wingspan? Uh, uh, castles. Depends. Yeah. Depends on your players and how good, like, how familiar you guys are. Yeah, you, I think. The, like, the, the hardest part is, ironically, being the master builder and organizing the the rooms to where yeah it's super hard in the very beginning because you don't you can't you have no insight of what people are trying to do or what people want yeah and so it's like it's hard to to do and then there's the downstairs rooms that you have to try to figure out like oh no one has stairs so no one's gonna give me you know the most (laughs) expensive money for that one yet because no one has a basement i'll make it the cheapest (laughs) to make it the cheapest and then you guarantee that you make some more money here and there this is just a lot of i don't know they both really are really good uh and I, I was pretty sure they both were going to be on both our lists, so I'm not surprised by that by any means. Uh, but yeah, so good. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all I got. Um, 
like it's like uh, Joe said earlier, we switched to format. So we're going to do a few games in between. Then we have a theme and then we're going to go a few more games. Uh, just talk about stuff a little bit more ad lib like this. Episodes are probably going to be a little bit longer than they were the first season. But I think uh, listening to everyone, that's kind of what people not the longer in this, but just this is the, the stuff they wanted to hear more than what you see when you open the box. Less script, more yeah. Talking about the games. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we didn't have a full script last time, but we have no script this time other than a, I had my list of five. <laughs> that was uh, that's all I did, um, and that's what we're gonna do going forward. But so like like I said, next week we have uh, Castle of Mad King. Uh, we're gonna talk about it even more. Uh, we're gonna give you our new custom ranking on uh, what we think of it. I have a feeling you can guess pretty close to what they are, but you don't know all five rankings yet, so I guess you can't guess. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this top five. I hope you uh, are excited for season two starting. I know Joe and I both are. You can find our page on Instagram at instagram.com slash where is the rulebook or email us at where is the rulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there. Help us. Tell us your favorite board game or tell us what you just ate for lunch. I don't care. Joe doesn't care. We'll look at them and laugh. But if you put something in there, it helps us in the ranking so other people find us. Uh, and like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by Lantern Games, a local game store in Traverse City, Michigan. They do have an amazing website. They do ship uh, for lantern.games is their website, which is super cool. It's not a .com. I think it's really cool. It's a .games. Um, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about are owned by either Joe or myself, or in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music with John is slapping bass for them. Um, and check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing.